Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host Teresa Reese and normally what I do is read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. But today I am going to read a poem that I was asked to write for an event. Um, let me find it, y'all. I hope y'all are having a blessed and wonderful and marvelous day on today. So here we go. The name of the poem is entitled Each One Teach One, written by yours truly on April the 10th of 2022. Here we go. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, and this includes your unconditional love, caring for God's children the way you do. Heavenly angels are smiling on you. Only God knows the sacrifices you've made, needs you have met as often as you could. Enjoy your own blessings overflowing as they come. To God be all the glory for the things you have done. Each day offers brand new grace and mercy. Amidst some storms, there have been so many victories. Church services and church folks are better with you leading the way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for this man of God who prays. Only the strong survive, and you have proven this to be true. Nigh is what occurs when God is drawing close to you. Each day holds his perfect truth as it becomes brand new. God bless you. So I hope that you all have had the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. And today, what I wanted to talk about is what happens when your child opts to sabotage your relationship. So I don't know who this is for, but I know that this has happened to me. And it's not much that I could divulge right now, but I hope that you all will be able to get the gist of what it is that I am about to talk about. So there are different levels to heartache and there are different levels to heartbreak. There are ways that our children may cry or in this case outcry and when you are the primary parent when you are the only parent that a child has any time that that child feels threatened by another person, they may go to extreme lengths 
to sabotage that relationship. And I wanted to share this with you single mothers as well as single fathers. Because when I tell you being blindsided to this level, you lose your breath, you lose words, and you lose sight if you're not careful of your primary role as a parent. And I am grateful for the people that I am surrounded by who are educated on so many different levels that they can see certain things as they unfold, even if I am naive to those things. And sometimes hindsight is 100%. I've heard my mother say that, and I didn't quite grasp what she meant by that. But after taking inventory of a few things and listening to a solid soul felt confession, we are human. Our children are human. And... Sometimes, if we are not careful as parents, we could hurt those that we love indirectly. So what I am able to share is that my child is on the spectrum of autism, the highest spectrum. And any time that change occurs, I don't know a whole, whole, whole lot um, because she was diagnosed later in life. But any time that change occurs, any time of any form of disruption occurs, your schedule changes, their schedule changes or anything of that sort. It could literally create chaos in their minds. And they're not always able to convey why the chaos is manifesting or how the chaos is manifesting. But sometimes if you pay attention or if you listen, you will see it manifested in their outcry. There may be times where that outcry and the way that it is formulated can cause permanent damage. And so I'm talking in terms of mentally, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, and even potentially physically. And so my heart has been heavy for a lot of days. And I have taken time to speak to those people who are closest to me, who are near to me, who are dear to me, who know my heart and who know me. But some of those people also know my child. 
and to hear some of the things that were confessed after the aftermath has taken place. Although a lot of times children are very, very innocent, children are easily influenced as well. And so being the fact that as a single parent, you cannot be in their presence 24-7, they may cross paths with people who are influencing their lives, causing an imprint impression upon their hearts and their minds. And in a lot of ways, if you're not careful, you could expose your child to someone, teacher, I'm talking about teachers and counselors and therapists or whatever, um, who they haven't done the work or the shadow work concerning their own lives. And they may see or hear something that sounds similar to the trauma that they went through. And if you're not careful, they can transfer that to an innocent child and cause them to believe things that aren't actually real. I'm learning about this spectrum. I'm learning about all that it brings. And in my learning, I am doing my very best to gain an understanding. But what do you do if while you're learning, your child opts to sabotage your relationship for their own reasons, whether imagined or not? But what do you do when they're really imagined reasons? And so I don't have all the answers. I never have had all the answers. I've never professed to have all the answers. I've never claimed to have all the answers. In fact, I, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, I may be one of the last people to have an answer. But I know what it feels like when it happens to you. I know what that feels like for you to dream a dream. And for a statement to be made and proven false and your whole world shatters right before your very eyes. I can't even tell you what it's like to attempt to put, a, to put back those pieces of a shattered heart. I have had my heart broken many, many times in times past. But I will be the first to tell you that I have never, ever felt a pain this deep in my life.
And when you love your child or children, and when you take time out to listen to your child or children, and when you find out that the efforts that you have put forth, even on your best day, still were not considered sufficient because someone else was narrating the story. This has been, this has really, really, truly shaken (laughs) all that I've tried to build emotionally, mentally, physically, psychologically, and spiritually. Yes, I have a a therapist. I can't even get to my therapist fast enough, truth be told. So I've had to walk this particular trauma. I've had to walk through it with no therapy as of yet. That in and of itself is a challenge. Trust and believe that. I have, and I'm, I mean, she's going to meet with me. It's just, you know, you got to get on people's calendars sometimes. But I'm grateful for the support that I have. I'm grateful for the feedback that I've received. And for those of you that have listened to my episodes for quite some time now, my first episode being January the 7th of 2021, you've heard my mother say that she believes (laughs) that the Dear Future Hubby podcast is a project and not a person. And at this juncture of my life, after what I've just experienced, it almost seems as if that would be the safest route to go. But then I think about the desires of my heart. And whether it be a child, whether it be a sibling, whether it be a parent, whether it be a cousin, whether it be an aunt, whether it be an uncle, whether it be a grandparent. We have dreams individually and collaboratively. And we should never allow anyone to trump on our dreams. Some people You cannot help by yourself. This has been one of the harshest realities that I have ever had to face. And for those parents who have a child who is on the spectrum, I believe you understand what I am trying to say. Again, I don't have all the answers, but I know that I am not alone. I know that there are parents who 
stay up late at night, grieving for their child. Because even when they're trying to understand their child, there are some things that may be done that you just don't understand. There may be some things that are said that you just don't understand why these things are being said. So after going through what I've been through, even on today, truth be told, I've come to realize that it takes a village to raise a child. One person cannot do that. One person cannot satisfy everything a child needs. Just like one person cannot satisfy everything their spouse needs. I'm still learning about who I am and in the course of my learning who I am, there's some things and even some people, Lord God, that are falling by the wayside. Hmm. What do you do? When your child opts to sabotage your relationship. Because they feel threatened by the person you have chosen to do life with. Because they have conveyed to you, you're all I've got. And when another person enters into that equation, they believe that person has come to steal you away, even if that is and was never that person's intentions. See, this is the reason why communication is so vital. Communication is truly key. And a lot of times whenever we're communicating we are under the impression that, well, I spoke my truth so the other person understands, right? Well, I said my peace so the other person understands, right? That is not always the case. You, as the individual who is delivering the information, may very well understand, but you do understand that that's the reason why there's a word in the dictionary called misunderstanding. Let's look this up real quick so that we can discover what that truly means. Misunderstanding. So what does it mean to misunderstand? Let me see. So, 
Misunderstanding is a failure to understand something correctly. Let me say that again. Misunderstanding is a failure to understand something correctly. So even when we are trying our best to involve our children, I'm talking to the single parents, in the equation, welcoming them into the picture frame. If they've only seen that picture with the single parent and themselves, adding someone to the equation, you've even got to be mindful of how that takes place. So I have discovered, which is something that I would have never in a million years even thought that I had to think about, is how incorporating another individual into our family dynamic, what that looks like while having a child who is on the spectrum. And although I've witnessed some single parents remain single until the child is an adult, it did not register in my brain. Ding, 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 ding. It did not register in my brain how the change of the atmosphere could impact my child, how the changes of seeing me happy outside of her could impact my child. For me, it's a daughter. For someone else, it may be a son. For someone else, it could be twins. But it happened to me the way that it did. And it impacted me in such a way my family is concerned. They're concerned because they know I've never been here before. They're concerned because they know all of the trauma that I've been through. They're concerned Because they know I've still got to raise this child. They're concerned because they know I don't have all the tools. I've gone through so much having a miscarriage, getting a divorce. I'm not all in the same, (laughs) not all in the same row, but I'm just saying having a miscarriage, getting a divorce, losing custody of my three oldest children, losing some of the pillars in my life, being rejected over and over again, being a victim of domestic violence. The list goes on, but I have never ever gone through something like this. 
And my heart goes out to every single parent who has a desire not to do life alone. But they still have to consider their children. So what does it look like when your child opts to sabotage your relationship and based off of some people's opinions the child was very much aware what they were capable of and what they were doing but on the other hand other opinions are like because of the child falling on the spectrum they were not aware of the they weren't aware of the magnitude of what it was that they were doing. They knew what they wanted as an end result, which was, hey, I'll give my mama back 100% of the time. But they did not take a lot of the details into consideration. And as a result, a tsunami, in my opinion, was created when it did not have to be one at all. And so to get the text messages, to get the phone calls from my friends and my family, to hear the concern in their voices, the way they're checking in to make sure I am okay, the way that they're checking in to make sure that my child is okay, I am eternally grateful. But I am here to tell you publicly I am not okay. I am not okay with this scenario. I am not okay with this situation. And the only way, and I know this beyond a shadow of a doubt, that I will ever be able to heal from this is by God's grace, his strength, and his mercy. There is no other way that I will be able to overcome this storm. But my heart is so big and I love so hard that that is my child's saving grace. Because I'm willing to do any and everything in my human power to get her the help she needs. And see, as a single parent, you also run this risk, which is the reason why this is something that I know I cannot do by myself. See, I have six children and they all have different needs and they all tug and pull at their mother. And they all want their mother's undivided attention. And having to find that balance and then trying to find space for self. That is something that I tapped into. And I was extremely proud of. And it shattered just like that.
because apparently, <laughs> even in my knowing, I never saw that coming. I never saw sabotage even being an option. I did my due diligence, everything else, I, you know, everywhere else, asked questions, did that, studied individuals in certain atmospheres, did all of that in terms of compatibility and was able to check off so many boxes. But I was blindsided. I was blindsided. So I don't know if this is going to help anyone. Maybe because I don't have a therapy session, this is my therapy. My apologies to all the professionals out there and all the people that are super judgmental, but I'm going to be super transparent on this here episode. I know that trials come to make us stronger. And I joke a lot. My aunt knows I joke a lot about this and I, I will say often and I have said often, how strong does God want me to be? Because I've been through so much already. You know, you hear people say, you're not supposed to ask God why. We're going to have that talk, God and I. And I am going to ask him why. I am. I'm going to ask him why. Because... I love myself and I try to surround myself by people who genuinely love me too. And I would like to think that my children are a part of that equation. So when you are thinking about your children loving you, you don't ever think about your children harming you. And yeah, just like when a child thinks of their parent, they don't ever think of their parent harming them. When they think of their parent, they should think of safety. They should think of peace. They should think of love, comfort, joy, all of those positive vibes. So what do you do when the child can think of those things concerning you, but fear, uneasiness, doubt, comes up when you think about them. Betrayal, lies, deception, manipulation, when you think about them. And you're limited to what and how you can respond because, hey, they're on the spectrum. These last few days have been very, 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 very difficult for me. But I have managed to see God's hand. I have managed to see God's hand, even in the midst of the chaos. I have managed to see how although our worlds were turned upside down, literally, how he showed me. I will never leave you nor forsake you. What can man or woman do to you? Greater is, in, greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. 
No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you in condemnation shall be condemned. Wait, I say, on the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. I have been tried and tested. Do y'all hear me? In every sense of those words within the past few days, I have cried my eyes out. My soul has been entirely, extremely heavy. My heart is broken. But I know that God draws near to the brokenhearted and the contrite of spirit. I know he does. I don't doubt him. I trust him. I'm devastated, been devastated for a few days now. But I have this faith. I have this faith in him that in a lot of ways keeps me whole. I'm able to move about the cabin, so to speak. Now, I'm not in, I'm, I'm not going to say that, Lord, because, you know, people are sensitive. I'm not ignorant to the enemy's devices. So I am still going to get help. But I have had to rely upon my support system in the meantime. I've had to talk it out so that it would not stay on my heart. In fact, to be quite honest with you, before I started this episode, I had a massive stress migraine. Now that I've talked about some of the weight that's been heavy on my heart, the migraine is gone. What do you do? When your child opts to sabotage your relationship. Even if but for more attention. Even if because they don't want to quote unquote lose you to. Because their hearts or their heart is broken. Maybe the other parent is not an active parent. Maybe the other parent abandoned them when they needed them most. And when they see that abandonment, they see the new spouse of the other parent. And in their minds, they equate that to, well, if you get a spouse, then I'll lose you too. Maybe they don't know how to convey that to you. So they act out or they cry out. And there was something suggested to me today. So I'm going to share. What was suggested to me today by my cousin. Is to sit across from your child. To hold their hands. 
and to become a team. Asking them, what does safety look like for you? And then going through this dialogue in terms of what does safety look like? What does trust look like? What does communication look like? What does agreeing to disagree look like? Because those of you, maybe y'all can relate. When you're dealing with a child on the spectrum, if you make a statement, I'm going to give you an example. If you say, we're going to the park on Monday, but then life hits. Maybe you get a call on your job or from your job and it's a mandatory meeting that you have to attend. And by the time that mandatory meeting ends, it is nighttime and you all cannot go to the park now. Try explaining that to a child that is on the spectrum. It becomes very difficult sometimes for them to comprehend that. And so what I had the honor and the privilege of hearing on today were another set of tools. And so we practiced that earlier today just to give it a shot because at this point I'm open. (laughs) I'm open to any healthy, helpful suggestions. And so when this was tried and tested, my child experienced a breakthrough. And there were things that I heard that I've never heard before. One of them being about the absence of her father. And then I offered a suggestion. Well, would you like to talk to your father? And the answer was abruptly, absolutely not. But one of the reasons why is because she's wounded. That's traumatic for her. That's a trigger for her because she was, in her opinion, in her experience, which we try so hard not to take away her experiences, she was abandoned. She was let down. That is a form of rejection to her. So she does not want to have a conversation at this juncture. So I respected that statement and then I proceeded to listen even more. And as she spoke her truth, the tears began to fall. The trauma that my child has gone through, losing my grandfather is still right there at the surface. The thought of losing me too is too much for her to bear. And so as a parent, sometimes even when we believe that we should be in a season of selfishness, (laughs) when we really feel like it's our time to finally take care of us, Maybe that's not always the answer just yet. Maybe we're still supposed to be in a waiting season. Which is why it's so 
so imperative to stay close to God for those of you that believe and allow him to order your steps every step of the way, even when he says now is not the time. We can be so, for the lack of a better word, hell-bent on what it is that we desire for ourselves in different phases of our lives that we can believe that we fully communicated and fully got the A-OK. Because trust me and believe in the very beginning when it just seemed like, oh, they're just getting to know each other. Go, mom, go. It was all good. (laughs) But the minute that this child started to see, oh, you really, really care. And he really, really cares about you. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold up, pump your brakes. I want my mama to myself. And you are messing up the program. But it wasn't said It was displayed. And by the time the words were said, a lot of damage was done. They weren't truthful words, but the objective was to sabotage the relationship. (sighs) I know. Some of you will catch it. Some of you may not catch it. Some of you may be like, she's talking in circles. And you're right, I am on purpose. (laughs) But those of you that know what I'm talking about, you'll definitely catch this one. I have to say thank you to everyone who has prayed for me. Who has lifted me up in this season who has lifted my child up in this season because this is so very painful. So very painful. I want her to be okay. And I'm learning that I can't do this by myself. And I'm learning that even, even though I'm going to give in my all, that in this particular situation, Even with her speaking her truth. I can't do this by myself. And a lot of times the single parents. We put on this united front. That everything is okay in our worlds. That we're not hurting. That we're not lonely. That we're not afraid of what the future looks like. Without a helpmate a purpose partner, someone to help us go through the trials and the tribulations of life. We pretend sometimes like we've got it together and like we've got the answers because we don't want to be judged. Well, I'm past that, okay? I'm so past that. So I've been judged my whole life, my entire life. I've been judged 
for being too skinny with a big behind. I've been judged for having an oval shaped face. I've been judged for being too pretty in high school. Girls wanted to kick my behind just because I was pretty. Um, I've been judged for having multiple children. I've been judged for having multiple baby daddies. I have been judged for being a black woman. I have been judged my entire life. And now (laughs) I am being judged because I opted to choose happiness. How about that? How about that? But I wasn't judged the way most would think. It came from a very, very, I, I just could not have on my best day saw this coming. So let me go back to the children. I have six children. And in my wanting to be there for the one Knowing all six require my attention. Someone, if I don't learn the balance and what that looks like, will feel neglected at one point in their lives. So it's a matter of doing that one thing that was suggested today with each of my children. What does safety look like to you? What does comfort look like to you? What does communication sound like to you? How would you like me to communicate to you? What does loving you feel like for you? How do we agree to disagree? What does that look like for us? Let's do this as a team because I'm not your enemy. I am here for you. And even when I'm getting to know a new person, spending time with that person, it does not take away the love that I have for you. But I want you to feel safe. I want you to know that my love for you is unconditional. So what does that look like? For you? What does safety look like for you? Because this that has transpired can never happen again unless there is an absolute truth to your allegation. This cannot be the option that you choose to take because you don't want to lose me. Because And this is me. I wouldn't share this with my child, but I'm going to share this with y'all. The truth be told, a lot of times when we do certain things, we feel like, okay, if I do this, I won't lose the person. But in all actuality, if the cost is not counted, if if there's any malice, strife, envy, jealousy, hatred, covetousness, any of those things intertwined with if I do this, I won't lose the person. 